0: May I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Please be seated. When I lived in Alexandria, which is very close to the Washington DC area, I had a chance to attend a baptism in Washington DC at a very large Baptist church and during the baptism there were three people being baptized that day and one by one they each came up to the microphone and told their story they gave a testimony and the story went something like this before i came to this church i was lost i had no hope i had no faith i was addicted to drugs and alcohol and curiously all three of these people expressed issues with drugs and alcohol And they said but then the light of Christ touched me and I became saved and this is why I want to be baptized today. It was very interesting to me as an Episcopalian to observe this ritual and to see how each one had pretty much the same story and they all told it in succession and then they were dunked into the big tank and They were baptized. They were saved. They had been reborn to this new life in Christ. It was the same story and the same conclusion in each case. Now, I tell this story because baptism is a sacrament that almost all Christian denominations share and that we all claim and that we all practice. And today during our 10 o'clock service, I'm sorry, our 11 o'clock service, we'll be having a baptism. And I thought this would be a really good opportunity to explore what that means to us as Episcopalians and our scriptures today give us some really unique insights into what that can mean for us. So what is it that makes the Episcopal way of baptism special? What makes it different? from this ritual that I observed in DC. To sum it up, I would say that the sacrament of baptism as we practice it in the Episcopal Church is a cycle. It's a constant cycle of invitation. It's a cycle of action and it's a cycle of renewal. And we're gonna think about those three points through the lens of our scripture today. So today, in our services here at St. Paul's in Benicia, we are practicing this ritual of invitation in a radical way. We're opening our circle ever, ever wider to include Liam, who is our sweet little baby getting baptized at the later service. This circle was opened to us at some point in our lives. This circle of church, this circle of community, and today we're passing that forward to Liam. We're saying, you're welcome here. We're saying, this is your place. And this reminds me of Jesus and the Syrophoenician woman. She was not a Jew. She was not someone that Jesus thought he had come to minister to. When she challenged him, and he said no, I cannot free your daughter from this demon, and she challenged him, Jesus was opened. His circle was opened. It was made even wider to include people who weren't a part of his own lineage. This strong and witty response that she had to him, to his closure, was the thing that opened him up even further. And then what did Jesus do immediately after this event? He went and he opened another person. He opened the ears and the tongue of this man who had been impeded his whole life. So Jesus participates in this cycle of opening, being opened himself by this Syrophoenician woman. He then goes out to open others. And that's the practice that we do in baptism. We open ourselves so that we may spread our message and open others to this life of Christ The second thing that we do in baptism that I think is very important is we participate in a cycle of action. There's a part in the baptism which is the baptismal covenant where we as a community and the people being baptized and their families and godparents make promises and this is a declaration both of faith and of action, of faith and works. We say in this text what we believe immediately followed by what we do. And this is a reminder that James shares with us this morning that faith and works cannot exist without one another. We do what we do because we have faith and we have faith because we see what happens when we do what we do. It's a reinforcing cycle. It's a circle that continues on and on and the reason why in the Episcopal Church everyone participates in the baptismal covenant is because we forget and we mess up and we have this community to come back to together to go oh yeah that's what we believe oh yeah that's how we act that out that's how we act our faith in this world And if you think about it, we're dealing with water here. Water is big and it's powerful. And just like your mama told you when you were young, you gotta use the buddy system when you go to the water. And that's what we do. Whenever any person is baptized in the Episcopal Church, everyone along with that person is baptized. And this comes to our idea of renewal. Baptism in the Episcopal Church is a constant cycle of renewal because the person who is being baptized receives new life, but we, as the community, as the buddies for this person approaching the water, we receive that new life too, and we renew our own baptismal covenant. So, believe it or not, my friends, y'all are getting baptized today. So it's an important aspect of who we are as a church. We don't do this alone. We don't take on the task of living in this world by ourselves. We do it in community. We do it together. We do it holding hands and joining in this life, in these actions, in this faith. And so as Liam will be baptized this morning, All of us are taking part of this sacrament. And I think one of the most important moments in the sacrament of baptism is the moment where the congregation is asked directly, will you do all you can to support this person in their life in Christ? Do you know what the answer is? We will. And I always tell people that has got to be loud and strong and bold, because that is the moment where we let Liam, this precious new life in this world, know that we're here for him and that we're joining him in this renewal. So today, all of us, we're joining this ever-widening circle of people. We are joining this circle of people who are being made new. So to close things down today, I'd like you to join me in saying our baptismal covenant. So you can find it in your book of common prayer. It's on page 304. And I'd like you to stand as you're able. And as we do this this morning, take a moment in your heart to remember your own baptism. Remember that you have a place in this cycle of invitation, of action, and of renewal. My brothers and sisters in Christ, do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, the only Son of God. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in the prayers? I will, with God's help. Will you persevere in resisting evil, and whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord? I will, with God's help. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God and Christ? I will with God's help. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? I will with God's help. Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? I will with God's help. May it be so. Congratulations, you've been made new. Amen.